Andrew Sachs stars in George Bernard Shaw's satire on the foolishness of war and idealistic notions of love. It was his first commercial success, staged in 1894. And as was the custom, Shaw was called onto the stage after the curtain came down on opening night. Amidst the rapturous applause, he heard one man booing, to whom he replied, My dear fellow, I quite agree with you, but what are we two against so many? Nevertheless, it became one of Shaw's most popular plays and has remained a classic ever since. Settle back now and enjoy Arms and the Man. We present Arms and the Man by Bernard Shaw with Andrew Sachs, Gary Bond and Jackie Smith-Wood. Arms and the Man. A lady's bedchamber in a small Bulgarian town. It is a late November night in the year 1885. The window stands wide open. On the balcony, a young lady... Intensely conscious of the romantic beauty of the night and of the fact that her own youth and beauty are part of it, is gazing at the snowy Balkans. She is in her nightgown, well covered by a long mantle of furs. Her reverie is interrupted by her mother, Catherine Petkoff. Raina! Raina! Why, where? Oh, heavens, child, are you out in the night air instead of in your bed? You'll catch your death! Luca told me you were asleep. I sent her away. I wanted to be alone. Oh, the stars are so beautiful. What is the matter? Oh, it's such news. There has been a battle. Oh. A great battle at Slivnitsa, a oh. victory. And it was won oh. by Sergius. Oh, oh, mother. Oh. Is father safe? Well, of course he sends me the news. Sergius is the hero of the hour, the idol of the regiment. Oh, tell me. Tell me, how was it? Oh, mother, mother, mother. You can't guess how splendid it is. A cavalry charge, think of that. He defied our Russian commanders, acted without orders, led a charge on his own responsibility, headed it himself, was the first man to sweep through their guns. Oh, oh can't you see it, Raina? Our gallant, splendid Bulgarians with their swords and eyes flashing, thundering down like an avalanche and scattering the wretched Serbs and their dandified Austrian officers like chaff. And you... You kept Sergius waiting a year before you would be betrothed to him. Oh, if you have a drop of Bulgarian blood in your veins, you will worship him when he comes back. What will he care for my poor little worship after the acclamations of a whole army of heroes? But no matter. I am so happy, <sighs> so proud. It proves that all our ideas were real after all. Our ideas real? What do you mean? Our ideas of what Sergius would do. Our patriotism. Our heroic ideals. I sometimes used to doubt whether they were anything but dreams. Oh, what faithless little creatures girls are. When I buckled on Sergius's sword, he looked so noble. Mm. It was treason to think of disillusion or humiliation or failure. And yet... And yet... 
Promise me you'll never tell him. Don't ask me for promises until I know what I'm promising. Well, it came into my head, just as he was holding me in his arms and looking into my eyes, that perhaps we only had our heroic ideas because we are so fond of reading Byron and Pushkin and because we were so delighted with the opera that season at Bucharest. Oh. Real life is so seldom like that. Indeed, never, as far as I knew it then. Oh, only think, Mother. I doubted him. I wondered whether all his heroic qualities and his soldiership might not prove mere imagination when he went into a real battle. I had an uneasy fear that, that he might cut a poor figure there beside all those clever officers from the Tsar's court. A poor figure? Shame on you! The Serbs have Austrian officers who are just as clever as the Russians, but we have beaten them in every battle for all that. Yes, I was only a prosaic little coward. Oh, to think that it was all true. That Sergius is just as splendid and noble as he looks. That the world is really a glorious world for women who can see its glory and men who can act its romance. What happiness! What unspeakable fulfilment! Yes? If you please, madam, all the windows are to be closed and the shutters made fast. Oh. They say they may be shooting in the streets. Oh. The Serbs are being chased right back through the pass and they say they may run into the town. Our cavalry will be after them and our people will be ready for them. You may be sure now they're running away. Oh. I must see that everything is made safe downstairs. I wish our people were not so cruel. What glory is there in killing wretched fugitives? Cruel? Do you suppose they would hesitate to kill you? Or worse... Leave the inner shutters so that I can just close them if I hear any noise. Oh, no, dear, you must keep them fastened. You would be sure to drop off to sleep and leave them open. Make them fast, Luca. Yes, madam. Don't be anxious about me. The moment I hear a shot, I shall roll myself up in bed with my ears well covered. Quite the wisest thing you can do, my love. Good night. Good night. Wish me joy. This is the happiest night of my life. If only there are no fugitives. Now you go to bed, dear, and don't think of them. Mm -hmm. Good night. <laughs> if you would like the shutters open, just give them a push like this. One of them ought to be bolted at the bottom, but the bolt's gone. Thanks, Luca, but we must do what we are told. Good night. Good night. Oh. I shall never be unworthy of you any more, my soul's hero. Never, never, never. My hero. My hero. Oh. Oh. Hey, who's there? Who's there? Who is that? Shh, shh. Don't call out or you'll be shot. Be good and no harm will come to you. But take care. Remember, if you raise your voice, my revolver will go off. Oh. A strike a light. Let me see you. Do you hear? Uh, 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 excuse my disturbing you. But you recognize my uniform? Uh, Serb, if I'm caught, I shall be killed. Do you understand that? Yes. Well, I don't intend to get killed if I can help it. Do you understand that? I suppose not. 
Some soldiers, I know, are afraid to die. Oh, all of them, dear lady, all of them, believe me. It is our duty to live as long as we can. Now, if you raise an alarm... You will shoot me. How do you know that I am afraid to die? Ah, uh, suppose I don't shoot you. What will happen then, eh? A lot of your cavalry will burst into this pretty room of yours and slaughter me here like a pig. For I'll fight like a demon. They shan't get me into the street to amuse themselves with. <laughs> I know what they are. Are you prepared to receive that sort of company in your present undress, huh? Hardly presentable, eh? Stop. Where are you going? Only to get my cloak. Ah, that's a good idea. Now, I'll keep the cloak. And you'll oh. take care that nobody comes in and sees you without it. This cloak is a better weapon than the revolver, eh? It is not the weapon of a gentleman. It's good enough for a man with only you to stand between him and death. Oh! Oh, dear. If you're going to bring those blackguards in on me, you shall receive them as you are. My lady, my lady! If you don't, they will break it down. Oh. oh, it's no use, dear. I'm done for. Quick, take your cloak. Wrap yourself up. They're coming. Oh, thank you. Oh, don't mention it. What will you do? Oh, the first man in will find out. Keep out of the way and don't look. It won't last long, but it will not be nice. I'll help you. I'll save you. You can't. I can. I'll hide you. Here, here, behind the curtains. Well, I... Oh, there's, there's just half a chance. If you keep your head... Shh! Remember? Yes? Nine soldiers out of ten are born fools. Oh. If they find me, I promise you a fight. Uh, yes, a devil of a fight. Shh! 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 Yes, Luca. One of those beasts of subs has been seen climbing up the water pipe to your balcony. Our men want to search for him, and they are so wild and drunk and furious. My lady says you are to dress at once and to come. They shall not search here. Why have they been let in? Raina. Oh, darling. Are you safe? Have you seen anyone or heard anything? I heard the shooting. Surely the soldiers will not dare come in here. I have found a Russian officer, thank heavens. He knows searches. Uh, sir, will you come in now? My daughter will receive you. Good evening, gracious lady. I'm sorry to intrude, but there is a Serb hiding on the balcony. Will you and the gracious lady, your mother, please to withdraw whilst we search? Nonsense, sir. You can see that there is no one on the balcony. Oh. Could anyone have got in without your knowledge? Uh, were you asleep? No, I have not been to bed. <laughs> your neighbours have their heads so full of runaway Serbs that they see them everywhere. Gracious lady, a thousand pardons. Good night. Will you come this way, sir? Don't leave my mother, Luca, until the soldiers go away. As Madam wishes. Well. <laughs> oh, a narrow shave. <laughs> but a missus as good as a mile. <laughs> oh, dear young lady. 
your servant to the death. I wish for your sake I joined the Bulgarian army instead of the other one. <laughs> I'm not a native Serb. No. You are one of the Austrians who set the Serbs on to rob us of our national liberty and who officer their army for them. We hate them. Austrian? <laughs> oh, not I. <laughs> Don't hate me, dear young lady. I'm a Swiss, fighting merely as a professional soldier. I joined the Serbs because I came first on the road from Switzerland. <laughs> Be generous. You've beaten us hollow. Have I not been generous? Oh, oh noble. Heroic. <laughs> But I'm not saved yet. This particular rush will soon pass through, but the pursuit will go on all night by fits and starts. I must take my chance to get off in a quiet interval. You, um, you don't mind my waiting just a minute or two, do you? Oh, not at all. Won't you sit down? Oh, thanks. Ah! Yeah, don't frighten me like that. What is it? Your revolver. It was staring that officer in the face all the time. Oh, what an escape. Oh, is that all? Oh, I'm sorry. I frightened you. Pray, take your pistol to protect yourself against me. No use, dear young lady. There's nothing in it. It's not loaded. Loaded? By all means. I've no ammunition. What use are cartridges in battle? I always carry chocolate instead. And I finished the last cake of that hours ago. Chocolate? Do you stuff your pocket with sweets like a schoolboy, even in the field? Yes. <laughs> Isn't it contemptible? <laughs> Oh, I wish I had some now. Oh, allow me. I'm sorry, I've eaten them all except these. Oh! Oh, you're an angel. Mmm. Ah, oh, creams, delicious. Oh, bless you, dear lady. You can always tell an old soldier by the inside of his holsters and cartridge boxes. The young ones carry pistols and cartridges, the old ones grub. Mmm. Oh, thank you. Oh! Don't do things so suddenly, gracious lady. It's mean to revenge yourself because I frightened you just now. Frighten me? Do you know, sir, that though I am only a woman, I think I am at heart as brave as you? Well, I should think so. You haven't been under fire for three days as I have. I can stand two days without showing it much, but no one can stand three days. I'm as nervous as a mouse. Would you like to see me cry? No. Uh, well, if you would, all you have to do is to scold me just as if I were a little boy and you my nurse. If I were in camp now, they'd play all sorts of tricks on me. I'm sorry. I won't scold you. You must excuse me. Our soldiers are not like that. Oh, yes, they are. There are only two sorts of soldiers, old ones and young ones. I've served 14 years. Half of your fellows never smelt powder before. Why, how is it that you've just beaten us, huh? Sheer ignorance of the art of war, nothing else. I never saw anything so unprofessional. Oh, was it unprofessional to beat you? Well, come. Is it professional to throw a regiment of cavalry on a battery of machine guns with the dead certainty that if the guns go off, not a horse or man will ever get within 50 yards of the fire? I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it. Did you see the great cavalry charge? Oh, tell me about it. Describe it to me. You never saw a cavalry charge, did you? How could I? No, oh, perhaps not. No, of course not. <laughs> well, it's, um... It's a funny sight. It's like uh, slinging a handful of peas against a window pane. First one comes, then two or three close behind him, and then all the rest in a lump. Yes, first one. The bravest of the brave. Mm, you should see the poor devil pulling at his horse. Why should he pull at his horse? It's running away with him, of course. Do you suppose the fellow wants to get there before the others and be killed? Huh? And then they all come. 
You can tell the young ones by their wildness and their slashing. The old ones come bunched up under the number one guard. They know that they're mere projectiles and that it's no use trying to fight. The wounds are mostly broken knees from the horses cannoning together. But I don't believe the first man is a coward. I know he is a hero. Mm, that's what you'd have said if you'd seen the first man in the charge today. Oh, I knew it. Tell me. Tell me about him. Oh, he, he did it like, uh, like an operatic tenor. Regular handsome fellow. With flashing eyes and lovely moustache. <laughs> shouting his war cry and charging like Don Quixote at the windmills. Oh, we did laugh. <laughs> you dared to laugh? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes. When the sergeant ran up as white as a sheet and told us they'd sent us the wrong ammunition and that we couldn't fire around for the next ten minutes, oh, we laughed at the other side of our mouths. I never felt so sick in my life, though I've been in one or two very tight places. And I hadn't even a revolver cartridge. Only chocolate. With no bayonets. Oh, nothing. Of course, they just cut us to bits. And there was Don Quixote, flourishing like a drum major, thinking he'd done the cleverest thing ever known, whereas he ought to be court-martialed for it. Of all the fools ever let loose on a field of battle, that man must be the very maddest. He and his regiment simply committed suicide, only the pistol missed fires all. Indeed. Would you know him again if you <laughs> saw him? Shall I ever forget him? <laughs> this is a photograph of the gentleman, the patriot and hero to whom I am betrothed. Um, <clears throat> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really very sorry. I... Was it fair to lead me on? <laughs> yes, that's Don Quixote, there's no doubt of it. <laughs> Why do you laugh? No, oh, I didn't laugh, do I assure you? He said didn't mean to. <laughs> when I think of him charging the windmills and imagining he was doing the finest thing... Give me back the portrait, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yes, of course. I, I certainly have... I'm, re I'm really very sorry. <laughs> Perhaps I'm quite wrong, you know. No doubt I am. Most likely, he got wind of the cartridge business somehow and knew it was a safe job. Yeah. That is to say he was a pretender and a coward. You did not dare say that before. Oh, it's no use, dear lady. I can't make you see it from the professional point of view. So much the better for you. Oh. You are my enemy and you are at my mercy. What would I do if I were a professional soldier? Uh, true, dear young lady. You're always right. I know how good you've been to me. To my last hour, I shall remember those three chocolate creams. It was unsoldierly, but it was angelic. Thank you. And now I will do a soldierly thing. You cannot stay here after what you have just said about my future husband. But I will go out onto the balcony and see whether it is safe for you to climb down into the street. Down that water pipe? Stop, stop, stop. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, I can't. Well, I, dare, I daren't. I thought of it makes me giddy. I came up it fast enough with death behind me, but to face it now in cold blood... Oh. Oh, it's no use. I give up. I'm beaten. Oh, give the alarm. Oh, come. Don't be disheartened. <sighs> Oh, you are a very poor soldier. A chocolate cream soldier. Come, cheer up. It takes less courage to climb down than to face capture, remember that. No. Capture only means death. And death is sleep. Oh, sleep. Sleep.
Sleep. Undisturbed sleep. Climbing down the pipe means doing something, exerting myself, thinking. <laughs> Death ten times over first. Are you as sleepy as that? I've not had two hours undisturbed sleep since I joined. I haven't closed my eyes for 48 hours. But what am I to do with you? Yes, of course. I must do something. Uh, you see, sleep or no sleep, hunger or no hunger, tired or not tired, you can always do a thing when you know it must be done. Well, that pipe must be got down. Hurst, do you hear that, you chocolate cream soldier? But, but if you fall... Well, I shall sleep as if the stones were a feather bed. Goodbye. Oh, 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 stop. They'll kill you. Oh, never mind. This sort of thing is all in a day's work. I'm bound to take my chance. Now, uh, 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 do what I tell you. Uh, p uh, put out the candle so that they shan't see the light when I open the shutters. And, and keep away from the window, whatever you do. If they see me, they're sure to have a shot at me. They're sure to see you. Uh, it's bright moonlight. Uh, I'll save you. Huh? Oh, how can you be so indifferent? You want me to save you, don't you? Well, I really don't want to be troublesome. No, I'm, I'm not indifferent, dear young lady, I assure you. But how is it to be done? Come away from the window, please. Oh. You must trust to our hospitality. Yes. You do not yet know in whose house you are. I am a Petkoff. A, a pet what? I mean that I belong to the family of the Petkoffs, the richest and best known in our country. Oh, Oh, yes, of course. Oh, yeah, I beg your pardon. The Petkoffs, to be sure. Yes, how stupid of me. <laughs> you know you never heard of them until this moment. How can you stoop to pretend? Oh, forgive me. I'm too tired to think. And the change of subject was too much for me. Oh, don't scold me. I forgot. <sighs> it might make you cry. I must tell you that my father holds the highest command of any Bulgarian in our army. He is a major. A major? Oh, bless me, think of that. You showed great ignorance in thinking that it was necessary to climb up to the balcony because ours is the only private house that has two rows of windows. There is a flight of stairs inside to get up and down by. Stairs? How grand. Well, you live in great luxury indeed, dear young lady. <laughs> Do you know what a library is? A library? Hmm? Uh, room full of books? Yes. We have one. The only one in Bulgaria. Actually, a real library? Mm. Mm. Well, I should like to see that. I tell you these things to show you that you are not in the house of ignorant country folk who would kill you the moment they saw your Serbian uniform, but among civilised people. Mm. We go to Bucharest every year for the opera season. And I have spent a whole month in Vienna. I saw that, dear young lady. I saw at once that you knew the world. Have you ever seen the opera Vernani? Uh, is that the one with the devil in it in red velvet in the soldiers' chorus? No. I don't know. I no. thought you might have remembered the great scene where Enani, <sighs> flying from his foes, just as you are tonight, takes <clears throat> refuge in the castle of his bitterest enemy, an old Castilian noble. No, no. The noble refuses to give him up. His guest is sacred to him. Hmm. Uh, have... Have your people got that notion? My mother and I can understand that notion, as you call it. And if, instead of threatening me with your pistol as you did, you had simply thrown yourself as a fugitive on our hospitality, you would have been as safe as in your father's house. Quite sure. Oh, it is useless to try to make you understand. Well, no, don't be angry. You see how awkward it would be for me if there was any mistake. 
My father's a very hospitable man. He keeps six hotels, but I couldn't trust him as far as that. What about your father? He is away at Slivnitsa fighting for his country. Hmm. I answer for your safety. There is my hand in pledge of it. Will that reassure you? Um, better not touch my hand, dear young lady. I must have a wash first. Oh, that is very nice of you. I see that you are a gentleman. Hmm? Oh, you must not think I am surprised. Bulgarians of really good standing, people in our position, wash their hands nearly every day. So you see, I can appreciate your delicacy. You may take my hand. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, gracious young lady. I feel safe at last. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> now, would you mind um, breaking the news to your mother? I'd better not stay here secretly longer than is necessary. If you will be so good as to keep perfectly still whilst I am away. Oh, certainly. You, you are not going asleep, are you? <laughs> Do you hear? Oh. Wake up! Yes. Wake up! You're falling asleep. Falling asleep? Oh no, 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 no! Not the least in the world. <laughs> I was only thinking. So it's all right. I'm, I'm wide awake. Yes. Will you please stand up while I am away? Mm. All the time, mind. Oh, certainly, certainly. Yes, you may depend on me. Uh, <clears throat> <sighs> oh, oh, sleep, 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 sleep. Oh. Mm. Yes. Oh. Where am I? That's what I want to know. Where am I? Huh? Oh, yes, I must keep awake. Uh, nothing keeps me awake except danger. I remember that danger. Danger, danger. <sighs> danger. <sighs> oh, where's danger? Wait, I must find... find Danger. What am I looking for? Huh? Oh, you're asleep. Danger. Danger. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Oh, you're so bad. Oh, now I know. <laughs> it's all right now. <laughs> I have to go to bed. But not to sleep. Yes, be sure not to sleep because of danger. That's it. It's not to lie down either. Just to sit down. <clears throat> yes. Oh. He's gone. I left him here. Here? Well, then he must have climbed down from the balcony. Oh. Well, he's fast asleep on your bed, the brush, sir. Sir! Sir! Don't, Mama! The poor darling is worn out. Let him sleep. The poor darling! Raina! Four months have passed. It is a fine spring morning, and breakfast has been laid in the garden of Major Petkoff's house. Luca is standing by the table, turning her back with angry disdain on a manservant who is lecturing her. His name is Nicola. Be warned in time, Luca. Mend your manners. I know the mistress. 
She's so grand that she never dreams that any servant could dare be disrespectful to her. But if she once suspects that you are defying her, out you go. I do defy her. I will defy her. What do I care for her? Well, if you quarrel with the family, I never can marry you. It's the same as if you quarrelled with me. You take her part against me, do you? I shall always be dependent on the goodwill of the family. When I leave their service and start a shop in Sofia, their custom will be half my capital. Their bad word would ruin me. You have no spirit. I should like to catch them saying a word against me. I should have expected more sense from you, Luca. But you're young. You're young. <laughs> yes. And you like me the better for it, don't you? But I know some family secrets they wouldn't care to have told, young as I am. Let them quarrel with me if they dare. Do you know what they would do if they heard you talk like that? What could they do? Discharge you for untruthfulness? Oh. Who would believe any stories you told after that? Who would give you another situation? Uh, who in this house would dare be seen speaking to you ever again? And how long would your father be left on his little farm? Child... You don't know the power such high people have over the like of you and me when we try to rise out of our poverty against them. Look at me. Ten years in their service. Do you think I know no secrets? I know things about the mistress that she wouldn't have the master know for a thousand levers. Oh. I know things about him that she wouldn't let him hear the last of for six months if I blabbed them to her. Oh. I know things about Raina that would break off her match with Sergius. How do if... you know? I never told you. So, that's your little secret, is it? Uh... Yeah, I thought it might be something like that. Well, you take my advice and be respectful and make the mistress feel that no matter what you know or don't know, she can depend on you to hold your tongue and serve the family faithfully. Now, that's what they like. And that's how you'll make the most out of them. You have the soul of a servant, Nicola. Yes, that's the secret of success in service. Hello! Hello there, Nicola! Master, back from the war? My word for it, Luca. The war's over. Off with you and get some fresh coffee. You'll never put the soul of a servant into me. Breakfast out here, eh? Yes, sir. Go in and say I've come and uh, get me some fresh coffee. Yes, sir. <sighs> well, the Serbs haven't run away with you, have they, Luca? No, sir. That's right. Uh, is there some cognac? Yes, sir, on the table. Ah, that's right. Oh, my dear. Paul. Oh! What a surprise. <laughs> the war is over. The treaty was signed three days ago at Bucharest, and the decree for our army to demobilize was issued yesterday. That will be all, Luca. Yes, madam. <sighs> Paul, have you let the Austrians force you to make peace? My dear, they didn't consult me. What could I do? But of course, we saw to it that the treaty was an honorable one. It declares peace, peace. but not friendly relations. Remember that. They wanted to put that in, but I insisted on it being struck out. What more could I do? You could have annexed Serbia and made Prince Alexander Emperor of the Balkans. That's what I would have done. I don't doubt it in the least, my dear. But I should have had to subdue the whole Austrian Empire first. And that would have kept me too long away from you. I missed you greatly. Oh, oh, mm. oh, oh, oh. 
And how have you been, my dear? Oh, my usual sore throats, that's all. That comes from washing your neck every day. I've often told you so. Nonsense, Paul. I don't believe in going too far with these modern customs. All this washing can't be good for the health. It's not natural. There was an Englishman at Philippopolis who used to wet himself all over with cold water every morning when he got up. Oh, good gracious. Disgusting. It all comes from the English. Their climate makes them so dirty that they have to be perpetually washing themselves. Look at my father. He never had a bath in his life, and he lived to be 98, the healthiest man in Bulgaria. Well, I don't mind a good wash once a week to keep up my position, but once a day is carrying the thing to a ridiculous extreme. Oh, you're a barbarian at heart still, <laughs> I hope you behaved yourself before all those Russian officers. I did my best. <laughs> I took care to let them know that we have a library. Uh -huh. <laughs> but you didn't tell them that we have an electric bell in it. Uh, I've had one put up. What's an electric bell? Well, you touch a button, something tinkles in the kitchen, and then Nicola comes up. Why not shout for him? Oh, civilised people never shout for their servants. I've learnt that while you were away. Gates, Nicola! Dear Sergius! Hello, Nicola! Don't shout, Paul. It really isn't nice. Bosh! Nicola! Oh, yes, sir. Are you deaf? Don't you hear Major Saranoff knocking? Bring him round this way. Yes, Major. You must talk to him, my dear. And Tarina takes him off our hands. He bores my life out about our not promoting him over my head, if you please. Well, he certainly ought to be promoted when he marries Raina. <sighs> Besides, the country should insist on having at least one native general. Yes, so that he could throw away whole brigades instead of regiments. It's no use, my dear. He hasn't the slightest chance of promotion until we are quite sure that the peace will be a lasting one. Major Sergius <laughs> Serrano. Here already, Sergius. Glad to see oh, you. Oh, my dear Sergius. My dear mother, if I may call you so. Oh. Mother-in-law, Sergius, mother-in-law. <clears throat> uh, sit down and uh, have some coffee. Uh, thank you. None for me. Oh, you look superb. <laughs> the campaign has improved you, Sergius. Everybody here is mad about you. And we were all wild with enthusiasm about this magnificent cavalry charge. Madam, it was the cradle and the grave of my military reputation. Well, how so? I won the battle the wrong way when our worthy Russian generals were losing it the right way. In short, I upset their plans and wounded their self-esteem. Two Cossack colonels had their regiment routed on the most correct principles of scientific warfare. Two major generals got killed strictly according to military etiquette. Well, the two colonels are now major generals, and I am still a simple major. Oh, you shall not remain so, Sergius. The women are on your side, and they will see that justice is done. It is too late. I have only waited for the peace to send in my resignation. Your resignation? You must withdraw it. I never withdraw. Now, who could have supposed you were going to do such a oh. thing? Everyone that knew me. But enough of myself and my affairs. How is Raina? And where is Raina? Raina is here. Oh, pretty, isn't it? She always appears at the right moment. Yes, she listens for it. It's an abominable habit. Dear Father, oh. welcome home. Mm. My little pet girl. <laughs> and so you're no longer a soldier, Sergeant. I am no longer a soldier. Soldiering, my dear madam, is the coward's art of attacking mercilessly when you are strong and keeping out of harm's way when you are weak. 
That is the whole secret of successful fighting. Get your enemy at a disadvantage and never on any account fight him on equal terms. They wouldn't let us make a fair stand-up fight of it. However, I suppose soldiering has to be a trade like any other trade. Precisely, but I have no ambition to shine as a tradesman. So I have taken the advice of that bagman of a captain that settled the exchange of prisoners with us at Pierrot and given it up. What? That Swiss fellow... Sergius, I've often thought of that exchange since he overreached us about those horses. Of course he overreached us. His father was a hotel and livery stable keeper, and he owed his first step to his knowledge of horse dealing. Ha! Oh, he was a soldier. Every inch a soldier. If only I had bought the horses for my regiment instead of foolishly leading it into danger. I should have been a field marshal now. Uh, Swiss, uh, what was he doing in the Serbian army? Oh, volunteer, of course, keen on picking up his profession. <laughs> we shouldn't have been able to begin fighting if these foreigners hadn't shown us how to do it. We knew nothing about it, and neither did the Serbs. Again, there'd have been no war without them. Are there many Swiss officers in the Serbian army? No, all Austrians, just as our officers, were all Russians. This was the only Swiss I came across. I'll never trust a Swiss again. He humbugged us into giving him 50 able-bodied men for 200 worn-out charges. Mm. They weren't even eatable. We were two children in the hands of that consummate soldier, Major. Simply two innocent little children. What was he like? Oh, Raina, what a silly question. He was like a commercial traveller in uniform, bourgeois to his boots. Sergius, tell Catherine that queer story his friend told us about how he escaped after Slivnitz. You remember, about his being hid by two women. Oh, yes, quite a romance. He was serving in the very battery I so unprofessionally charged. Being a thorough soldier, he ran away like the rest of them, with our cavalry at his heels. To escape their sabres, he climbed a water pipe and made his way into the bedroom of a young Bulgarian lady. Oh. The young lady was enchanted by his persuasive commercial traveller's manners. She very modestly entertained him for an hour or so, and then called in her mother, lest her conduct should appear unmaidenly. The old lady was equally fascinated, and the fugitive was sent on his way in the morning, disguised in an old coat belonging to the master of the house, who was away at the war. Your life in the camp has made you coarse, Sergius. I did not think you would have repeated such a story before me. She is right, Sergius. If such women exist, we should be spared the knowledge of them. Oh, nonsense. What does it matter? No, Petkov. I was wrong. I beg your pardon. I have behaved abominably. Forgive me, Raina. And you too, madam. The glimpses I have had of the seamy side of life during the last few months have made me cynical. But I should not have brought my cynicism here, least of all into your presence, Raina. Mm. Oh, stuff and nonsense, Sergius. That's quite enough fuss about nothing. A soldier's daughter should be able to stand up without flinching to a little strong conversation. Mm. Come, it's time for us to get to business. We have to make up our minds how those three regiments are to get back to Philippopolis. There's no forage for them on the Sofia route. Come along, Sergius. No, Paul, can't you spare Sergius for a few moments? Mm? Raina's hardly seen him yet. Perhaps I can help you to settle about the regiments. Oh, my dear, that's no, impossible. You, you, you stay here, my dear Sergius. There's no hurry. I have a word or two to say to Paul. Now, 
Oh, dear. Hmm? Come and see the electric bell. Oh, Oh, very well. Oh, very well. Oh, what the Am I forgiven? My hero. My king. My queen. Oh. Oh, I have envied you, Sergius. You have been out in the world on the field of battle, able to prove yourself there worthy of any woman in the world. Whilst I have had to sit at home inactive, dreaming, useless, doing nothing that could give me the right to call myself worthy of any man. Dearest, all my deeds have been yours. You inspired me. I have gone through the war like a knight in a tournament with his lady looking down at him. And you have never been absent from my thoughts for a moment. Sergius... I think we, too, have found the higher love. When I think of you, I feel that I could never do a base deed or think an ignoble thought. My lady and my saint. My lord and my... Let me be the worshipper, dear. You little know how unworthy even the best man is of a girl's pure passion. I trust you. I love you. You will never disappoint me, Sergius. Oh, I can't pretend to talk indifferently before the servant girl. My heart is too full. I will get my hat, and then we can go out until lunchtime. Wouldn't you like that? Be quick. If you are away five minutes, it will seem five hours. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Luca, do you know what the higher love is? No, sir. Very fatiguing thing to keep up for any length of time, Luca. One feels the need of some relief after it. Perhaps you would like some coffee, sir? Thank you, Luca. Oh, oh, sir. You know I didn't mean you to take my hand. I'm surprised at you. I am surprised at myself, Luca. What would Sergius, the hero of Slivnitsa, say if he saw me now? What would Sergius, the apostle of the higher love, say if he saw me now? What would the half dozen Sergiuses who keep popping in and out of this handsome figure of mine say if they caught us here? Do you consider my figure handsome, Luca? Let me go, sir. Hmm? I should be disgraced. (laughs) Will you let go? (laughs) No. Then stand back where we can't be seen. Have you no common sense? Ah, that's reasonable. I may have been seen from the windows. Miss Raina is sure to be spying about after you. Take care, Luca. I may be worthless enough to betray the higher love, but do not you insult it. Not for the world, sir, I'm sure. Uh, May I go on with my work, please, now? You are a provoking little witch, Luca. If you were in love with me, would you spy out of the windows on me? Well, you see, sir, since you say you are half a dozen different gentlemen all at once, I should have a great deal to look after. (laughs) Witty as well as pretty. (laughs) Give me a kiss. Oh, no, I don't want your kisses. Gentlefolk are all alike. You making love to me behind Miss Raina's back and she doing the same behind yours. Look! It shows how little you really care. If our conversation is to continue, Luca... You will please remember that a gentleman does not discuss the conduct of the lady he is engaged to with her maid. It's so hard to know what a gentleman considers right. I thought from your trying to kiss me that you had given up being so particular. Devil! Devil! 
I expect one of the six of you is very like me, sir, though I am only Miss Raina's maid. Oh, which of the six is the real man? That's the question that torments me. One of them is a hero, another a buffoon, another a humbug, another perhaps a bit of a blackguard. And one, at least, is a coward, jealous like all cowards. Luca. Yes? Who is my rival? You shall never get that out of me for love or money. Why? Never mind why. Besides, you would tell that I told you and I should lose my place. No, on the honour of a... of a man capable of behaving as I have been behaving for the last five minutes, who is he? I don't know. I never saw him. I only heard his voice through the door of her room. Oh, damnation! How dare you? Oh, I mean no harm. You've no right to take up my words like that. The mistress knows all about it. Ah. I tell you that if the gentleman ever comes here again, Miss Raina will marry him, whether he likes it or not. I know the difference between the sort of manner you and she put on before one another and the real manner. Now, listen, you oh, to me. Not so tight, you're hurting my that arm. That doesn't matter. You have stained my honour by making me a party to your eavesdropping, and you have betrayed your mistress. Please. That shows that you are an abominable little clod of common clay with the soul of a servant. Oh. How to hurt with your tongue as well as with your hands. But I don't care now I've found out that whatever clay I'm made of, you're made of the same. As for her, she's a liar and her fine airs are a cheat and I'm worth six of her. Luca, a gentleman has no right to hurt a woman under any circumstances. I beg your pardon. That sort of apology may satisfy a lady. Of what use is it to a servant? Oh, you wish to be paid for the hurt. No. I want my hurt made well. How? Kiss the arm you have bruised and make it better. Kiss it there. Never. I'm ready. Now, excuse me, sir. What's the matter? Have you been flirting with Luca? No, 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 no. How can you think such a thing? Forgive me, dear. It was only a jest. I'm so happy today. Oh, I am sorry to disturb you, children, but Paul is distracted over those three regiments. He doesn't know how to send them to Philippopolis, and he objects to every suggestion of mine. Now, you must go and help him, Sergius. He's in the library. Oh. But we're just going out for a walk. No, no, I shall not be long. Wait for me just five minutes. Uh, I shall go round and wait in full view of the library windows. Be sure you draw Father's attention to me. If you are a moment longer than five minutes, I shall go in and fetch you. Regiments or no regiments. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> Raina, imagine their meeting that Swiss and hearing the whole story. The very first thing your father asked for was the old coat we sent him off in. Oh, it's a nice mess you've got us into. A little beast. Little beast? What little beast? To go and tell... Oh, if I had him here, I'd cram him with chocolate cream till he couldn't ever speak again. Don't talk such stuff now. Tell me the truth, Raina. How long was he in your room before you came to me? Oh, I forget. You cannot forget. Did he really climb up after the soldiers were gone, or was he there when that officer searched the room? No. Mm, yes. Yes, I think he must have been there then. You think... Oh, Raina, Raina, will anything ever make you straightforward? If Sergius finds out, it will be all over between you. Oh, I know Sergius is your pet. I sometimes wish you could marry him instead of me. You would just suit him. 
You would pet him and spoil him and mother him to perfection. Well, upon my word. I always feel a longing to do or say something dreadful to him, to shock his propriety, to scandalise the five senses out of him. I don't care whether he finds out about the chocolate cream soldier or not. I half hope he may. And what should I be able to say to your father, pray? Oh, poor father. As if he could help himself. Oh, if she were only ten years younger. Madam. Well, Luca. There's a gentleman just called Madam. A Serbian officer. A Serb? And how dare he go? Oh, I forgot we're at peace now. I suppose we shall have them calling every day to pay their compliments. Oh, oh well, if he's an officer, why don't you tell your master? He's in the library with Major Saranov. Why do you come to me? But he asks for you, madam, and I don't think he knows who you are. He huh? said the lady of the house. He gave me this little ticket for you. Uh-uh. Captain Blunchley. Oh, that's a German name. Swiss, madam, I think. Swiss? What is he like? He has a big carpet bag, madam. Oh, heavens, he's come to return the coat. Um, send him away, Lucas. Say we're not at home. Ask him to leave his address and I'll write to him. Yes, madam. Stop, stop. Uh, That will never do. Now, uh, wait. The master and Major Saranov are busy in the library, aren't they? Uh, Yes, madam. Bring the gentleman out here at once and be very polite to him. Don't delay. Yes, madam. (laughs) Oh, Lucas. Yes, madam. Is the library door shut? I think so, madam. Well, if not, shut it as you pass through. Yes, madam. Oh, stop, stop. Madam. Tell Nicola to bring his bag here after him. And don't forget... His bag? Yes, here, as soon as possible. And be quick. Yes, madam. Oh, how, how, how can a man be such a fool? Such a moment to select. Captain Blunchley. Oh, madame. Ah, Captain Blanchley, I am very glad to see you. But you must leave this house at once. My husband has just returned with my future son-in-law, and they know nothing. If they did, the consequences would be terrible. You're a foreigner. You do not feel our national animosities as we do. We still hate the Serbs. The effect of the peace on my husband has been to make him feel like a lion bolt of his prey. And if he discovers our secret... He will never forgive me, and my daughter's life will hardly be safe. Now, will you, like the chivalrous gentleman and soldier you are, leave at once before he finds you here? At once, gracious lady. I um, only came to thank you and return the coat you lent me. Uh, If you'll allow me to take it out of my bag and leave it with your servant as I pass out, I need detain you no further. Oh, no, no. You must not think of going back that way. Uh, That is the shortest way out. And many thanks. So glad to have been of service to you. Goodbye. But my bag? It shall be sent on. You will leave me your address. Uh, true. Allow me to write it on the back of my card. My dear Captain oh, those stupid people of mine thought I was out here instead of in the mm, library. I saw you through the window. I was wondering why you didn't come in. Saranoff is with me. You remember him, don't you? Welcome our friend, the enemy. Uh, no longer the enemy, happily. I hope you have called as a friend and not about horses or prisoners. Oh, quite as a friend, Paul. I was just asking Captain... 
Captain Blunchley to uh, stay to lunch. Uh, but he declares he must go at once. Oh, impossible, Blunchley. We want you here, badly. We have to send on three cavalry regiments to Philippopolis, and we don't in the least know how to do it. Uh, Philippopolis? The forage is the trouble, I suppose. Yes, that's it. He sees the whole thing at once. I think I can show you how to manage that. Oh, invaluable man. Come along. Uh. <gasps> Chocolate cream soldier. My dear Raina, don't you see that we have a guest here, Captain Blunchley, one of our new Serbian friends? How silly of me. I made a beautiful ornament this morning for the ice pudding, and that stupid Nicola has just put down a pile of plates on it and spoiled it. I... Hope you didn't think that you were the chocolate cream soldier, Captain Blunchley. <laughs> I assure you I did. Your explanation was a relief. Uh, and since when, Raina, have you taken to cooking? Oh, whilst you were away, it's her latest fancy. <laughs> and has Nicola taken to drinking? He used to be careful enough. First he shows Captain Blunchley out here, but he knew quite well I was in the library, and then he goes downstairs and breaks Raina's chocolate soldier. The gentleman's bag, madam. Are you mad, Nicola? Oh, sir, what have you brought that bag for? My lady's orders, Major. Luca told My me... My orders? Why should I order you to bring Captain Blunchley's luggage out here? What are you thinking of, Nicola? I beg your pardon, Captain, I'm sure. Uh, my fault, madam. I hope you'll overlook it. you better go and slam that bag, too, down on Miss Raina's ice pudding. Yes, Major. Oh, no, never mind. Oh, Paul, Paul, don't be angry. He's got out of hand while I was away. I'll teach him. Infernal blackguard. No, no, the no, sacks, no, exactly. No. I'll clear out the whole establishment. Yes, I will. Now, that's no good, no, 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 Oh, well, never mind. Now, come, Blunchley, let's have no more nonsense about going away. You know very well you're not going back to Switzerland yet, and until you do go back, you'll stay with us. Oh, do, Captain Blunchley. Now, Catherine, it's of you he's afraid. Press him and he'll stay. Of course, I shall be only too delighted if Captain Blunchley really wishes to stay. He knows my wishes. I am at Madam's orders. That settles it. Of course. You see, you must stay. <laughs> well, if I must, uh, I must. In the library after lunch. At a small table, Blunchley is hard at work with a couple of maps before him, writing orders. At the head of it sits Sergius, who is supposed to be also at work, but is actually gnawing the feather of a pen. The Major is comfortably established on the ottoman, and Catherine is sitting at the stove embroidering. Raina, reclining on the divan, is gazing in a daydream out at the Balkan landscape. It's very good of you, Blunchley. Just indeed to let yourself be put upon in this way. Now, are you quite sure I can do nothing? You can stop interrupting, Paul. Eh? Oh, uh, quite right, my love, quite right. Ah, uh, you haven't been campaigning, Catherine. You don't know how pleasant it is for us to sit here after a good lunch with nothing to do but enjoy ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
There's only one thing I want to make me thoroughly comfortable. What is that? My old coat. I'm not at home in this one. I feel as if I were on parade. My dear Paul, how absurd you are about that old coat. It must be hanging in the blue closet where you left it. My dear Catherine, I tell you I've looked there. Am I to believe my own eyes or not? What are you showing off that bell for? My dear, if you think the obstinacy of your sex can make a coat out of two old dressing gowns of Raina's, your waterproof and my Macintosh, you are mistaken. That is exactly what the blue closet contains at present. <laughs> you rang, madam? Nicola, go to the blue closet and bring your master's old coat here, the braided one he wears in the house. Yes, madam. Catherine. Yes, I oh. bet you any piece of jewellery you like to order from Sophia against a week's housekeeping money that the coat isn't there. Gamble. Come, here's an opportunity for some sport. Who will bet on it? Blow I'll give you six to one. It would be robbing you, Major. Madame is sure to be right. Bravo, Switzerland. Major, I bet my best charger against an Arab mare for Aina. The Nicola finds the coat in the blue closet. Your best Don't charge? Don't be foolish, Paul. An Arabian mare will cost you 50,000 labours. Really, Mother, if you are going to take the jewellery, I don't see why you should grudge me my Arab. The master's coat, Madame. <sighs> Where was it, Nicola? Uh, hanging in the blue closet, Madame. <gasps> well, I'm... Oh! I could have sworn it wasn't there. Age is beginning to tell on me I'm getting hallucinations. Here, Nicola, help me to change. Yes, sir. Um, remember, I didn't take that bet of yours, Sergius. <laughs> You'd better give Raina that Arab seed yourself, since you've roused her expectations. Eh, Raina? Oh, she's dreaming as usual. Assuredly, she shall not be the loser. Ah, so much the better for her. I shan't come off so cheaply, I expect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nicola. Ah, uh, now I feel at home at last. Oh. That's, uh, that's the last order, Saranoff. What? Finished? Uh, finished. Oh, haven't you anything for me to sign? That is not necessary. His signature will do. Oh, well... I think we've done a thundering good day's work. Uh, can I do anything more? Uh, you'd better both see the fellows that are to take these. Uh, pack them off at once and show them that I've marked on the orders the time they should hand them in by. Tell them that if they stop to drink or tell stories, if they're five minutes late, they'll have the skin taken off their backs. I'll say so. And if one of them is mad enough to spit in my face for insulting him, I'll buy his discharge and give him a pension. Uh, just see that he talks to them properly, Major, will you? Oh, quite right, Roger, yeah. quite right. I'll mm. see to it. Oh, by the by, Catherine, you may as well come too. They'll be far more frightened of you than of me. I dare say I had better. You would only splutter at them. What? Oh, what an army. They make cannons out of cherry trees. The officers send for their wives to keep discipline. <laughs> you look ever so much nicer than when we last met. What have you done to yourself? Oh, washed, brushed, good night's sleep and breakfast, that's all. Did you get back safely that morning? Quite, thanks. Were they angry with you for running away from Sergius's charge? <laughs> no, they were glad because they'd all just run away themselves. It must have made a lovely story for them, all that about me and my room. A capital story. But I only told it to one of them, a particular friend. On whose discretion you could absolutely rely? Absolutely. Hmm. He told it all to my father and Sergius the day you exchanged the prisoners. No. You don't mean that, do you? I do indeed. But they don't know that it was in this house you took refuge. 
If Sergius knew, he would challenge you and kill you in a duel. Bless me. Then don't tell him. Please be serious, Captain Bluntschli. Can you not realise what it is to me to deceive him? You mean that you wouldn't like him to find out that the story about the ice pudding was, um, you know... Oh, don't talk of it in that flippant way. I lied. I know it. But I did it to save your life. He would have killed you. That was the second time I ever uttered a falsehood. Do you remember the first time? I? No, was I present? Yes. And I told the officer who was searching for you that you were not present. Ah, true. I should have remembered it. Ah, it is natural that you should forget it first. It cost you nothing. It cost me a lie. A lie. You said you'd uh, told only two lies in your whole life. Hmm. Oh, dear young lady, isn't that rather a short allowance? I'm quite a straightforward man myself, but it wouldn't last me a whole morning. Do you know, sir, that you are insulting me? I can't help it. When you strike that noble attitude and speak in that thrilling voice, I admire you, but I find it impossible to believe a single word you say. Captain Bluntschli! Yes? Do you mean what you said just now? Do you know what you said just now? I do. I? I? I, Raina Petkov, tell lies? <laughs> How did you find me out? <laughs> Instinct, dear young lady. Instinct and experience of the world. Do you know... You are the first man I ever met who did not take me seriously. Oh, you mean, don't you, that I'm the first man that has ever taken you quite seriously? Yes. Yes, I suppose I do mean that. How strange it is to be talked to in such a way. You know, I've always gone on like that. You mean the... I mean the noble attitude and the thrilling voice. <laughs> I did it when I was a tiny child to my nurse She believed in it I do it before my parents They believe in it I do it before Sergius He believes in it Oh yes, he's a little in that line himself, isn't he? Oh, do you think so? Oh, you know him better than I do I wonder I wonder Is he... Oh, if I thought that Oh well What does it matter? I suppose, now you found me out, you despise me. No! My dear young lady, no, 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 a thousand times. It's part of your youth, part of your charm. I'm like all the rest of them. The nurse, your parents, Sergius. I'm your infatuated admirer. Really? Hunt of Seltz. Really and truly. But what did you think of me for giving you my portrait? Your portrait? You never gave me your portrait. Do you mean to say you never got it? Well, when did you send it to me? I did not send it to you. It was in the pocket of that coat. Oh. Oh, I never found it. It must be there still. There still? For my father to find the first time he puts his hand in his pocket? Oh, how could you be so stupid? Well, it doesn't matter. I suppose it's only a photograph. How can you tell who it was intended for? Tell him he put it there himself. Yes, that is so clever, isn't it? Oh, what shall I do? Oh, I see. You wrote something on it. Mm. Oh, that was rash. Oh, to have done such a thing for you, who care no more except to laugh at me. 
Oh, are you sure nobody has touched it? Well, I can't be quite sure. You see, I couldn't carry it about with me all the time. One can't take much luggage on active service. What did you do with it? Uh, when I got through to Pierrot, I had to put it in safekeeping somehow. I thought of the railway cloakroom. Well, that's the surest place to get looted in modern warfare. So I pawned it. Pawned it? Well, I know it doesn't sound nice, but it was much the safest plan. I redeemed it the day before yesterday. Heaven only knows whether the pawnbroker cleared out the pockets or not. You have a low shopkeeping mind. You think of things that would never come into a gentleman's head. Well, that's the Swiss national character, dear lady. Oh, I wish I had never met you. <laughs> oh, uh, some post, Captain, for you. The messenger is waiting. Oh, will you excuse me? The last postal delivery that reached me was three weeks ago. Uh, these are the subsequent accumulations. Four telegrams, hmm, a week old. <laughs> oh. Oh, bad news. Bad news? My father's dead. Oh. Oh, how very sad. Yes, I shall have to start for home in an hour. He's left a lot of big hotels behind him to be looked after. Oh, here's a whacking letter from the family solicitor. Hmm. Oh, great heavens. Seventy. Two hundred. Four hundred. Four thousand. Nine thousand six hundred. What on earth am I to do with them all? Nine thousand hotels? Hotels? Oh, nonsense. If you only knew. Oh, it's too ridiculous. Excuse me, I must give my fellow orders about starting. He has not much heart, that Swiss. He has not a word of grief for his poor father. Grief? A man who has been doing nothing but killing people for years? What does he care? What does any soldier care? Major Saranov has been fighting too, and he has plenty of heart left. Oh. <laughs> I thought you wouldn't get much feeling out of your soul, yeah? I've been trying all the afternoon to get a minute alone with you, Luca, my girl. Oh? I've some good news for you. See? A 20 labour bill. Oh. Sergius gave me that out of pure swagger. A fool and his money are soon parted. There's ten labours more. The Swiss gave me that for backing up the mistresses and Raina's lies about him. He's no fool, he isn't. The twenty will go to our savings, and you shall have the ten to spend. If you'll only talk to me so as to remind me I'm a human being, I get tired of being a servant occasionally. Oh, yes. Sell your manhood for thirty labours and buy me for ten. Keep your money... You were born to be a servant. I was not. When you set up your shop, you will only be everybody's servant instead of somebody's servant. Oh, wait till you see. We shall have our evenings to ourselves, and I shall be master in my own house, I promise you. You shall never be master in mine. You have a great ambition in you, Luca. Remember, if any luck comes to you, it was I that made a woman of you. You? Yes, me. <laughs> I've often thought that if Raina were out of the way and you just a little less of a fool and Sergius just a little more of one, you might come to be one of my grandest customers instead of only being my wife and costing me money. I believe you would rather be my servant than my husband. You would make more out of me. Oh, I know that soul of yours. Never you mind my soul, but just listen to my advice. Now, the way to get on as a lady is the same as the way to get on as a servant. You've got to know your place. That's the secret of it. Oh, I must behave in my own way. 
You take all the courage out of me with your cold-blooded wisdom. Go, put those logs on the fire. That's the sort of thing you understand. Oh, oh. Uh, I, I'm not in the way of your work, I hope. Oh, no, sir. No, uh, thank you kindly. I was only speaking to this foolish girl about her habit of running up here to the library whenever she gets a chance to look at the books. Uh, that's the worst of her education, sir. It gives her habits above her station. Uh, make that table tidy, Luca, for the Major. Let me see. Is there a mark on your arm? Does it hurt? Yes. Shall I cure it? No. You can't cure it now. Quite sure? Don't trifle with me, please. An officer should not trifle with a servant. That bruise was no trifle, Luca. Are you sorry? I am never sorry. <gasps> I wish I could believe a man could be as unlike a woman as that. I wonder, are you really a brave man? Yes, I am a brave man. My heart jumped like a woman's at the first shot, but in the charge I found that I was brave. Yes, that at least is real about me. Did you find in the charge that the men whose fathers are poor like mine were any less brave than the men who are rich like you? Not a bit. They all slashed and cursed and yelled like heroes. <laughs> the courage to rage and kill is cheap. I have an English bull terrier who has as much of that sort of courage as the whole Bulgarian nation and the whole Russian nation at its back. But he lets my groom thrash him all the same. That's your soldier all over. No, Luca, your poor men can cut throats, but they are afraid of their officers. They put up with insults and blows. They stand by and see one another punished like children. I and help to do it when they are ordered. And the officers? Well, I am an officer. Oh, give me the man who will defy to the death any power on earth or in heaven that sets itself up against his own will and conscience. He alone is the brave man. How easy it is to talk. Men never seem to me to grow up. They all have schoolboy's ideas. You don't know what true courage is. Indeed. I am willing to be instructed. Look at me. How much am I allowed to have my own will? I have to get your room ready for you, to sweep and dust, to fetch and carry. How could that degrade me if it did not degrade you to have it done for you? But if I were Empress of Russia above everyone in the world, then... Ah, then, though, according to you, I could show no courage at all. You should see, you should see. What would you do, most noble empress? I would marry the man I loved, which no other queen in Europe has the courage to do. If I loved you, though you would be as far beneath me as I am beneath you, I would dare to be the equal of my inferior. Would you dare as much if you loved me? No. If you felt the beginnings of love for me, you would not let it grow. You would not dare. You would marry a rich man's daughter because you would be afraid of what other people would say to you. You lie. It is not so by all the stars. If I loved you and I were the Tsar himself, I would set you on the throne by my side. You know that I love another woman, a woman as high above you as heaven is above earth. And you are jealous of her. I have no reason to be. She will never marry you now. The man I told you of has come back. She will marry the Swiss. The Swiss? A man worth ten of you. Then you can come to me and I will refuse you. You're not good enough for me. I will kill the Swiss and afterwards oh. I will do as I please with you. The Swiss will kill you. Perhaps he's beaten you in love. He may beat you in war. Don't, do you think I believe that she, she whose worst thoughts are higher than your best ones, is capable of trifling with another man behind my do back? Do you think she would believe the Swiss if he told her now that I am in your arms? Don't. Damnation. <laughs> oh, damnation. Mockery. Mockery everywhere. Everything I think is mocked by everything I do. <laughs> Coward. Liar. Fool. 
Shall I kill myself like a man, or live and pretend to laugh at myself? <laughs> but, Luca, remember, you belong to me. Oh, what does that mean, an insult? It means that you love me, and that I have had you here in my arms, and will perhaps have you there again. Whether that is an insult, I neither know nor care, take it as you please. But I will not be a coward and a trifler. <laughs> if I choose to love you, I dare marry you, in spite of all Bulgaria. If these hands ever touch you again... They shall touch my affianced bride. We shall see whether you dare keep your word. And take care. I will not wait long. Yes, we shall see. And you shall wait my pleasure. Oh, that's a remarkable-looking young woman. Captain Bunche. Huh? You have deceived me. You are my rival. I brook no rivals. Huh? At six o'clock, I shall be in the drilling ground on the Clisora Road, alone, on horseback, with my sabre. Do you understand? Oh, uh, well, thank you. No, that's a cavalryman's proposal. I'm in the artillery, and I have the choice of weapons. If I go, I shall take a machine gun, and there shall be no mistake about the cartridges this time. Take care, sir. It is not our custom in Bulgaria to allow invitations of that kind to be trifled with. Oh, don't talk to me about Bulgaria. You don't know what fighting is. Oh, but have it your own way. Bring your sabre along, I'll meet you. Well said, Switzer. Uh, Shall I lend you my best horse? No, damn your horse. Uh, Thank you all the same, my dear fellow. I shall fight you on foot. Horseback's too dangerous. I don't want to kill you if I can help it. I heard what Captain Blanchley said, Sergius. You are going to fight. Why? What about? I don't know. He hasn't told me. Better not interfere, dear young lady. No harm will be done. I've often acted as sword instructor. He won't be able to touch me. And I'll not hurt him. It'll save explanations. In the morning, I shall be off home, and you'll never see me or hear of me again. You and he will then make it up and live happily ever after. I... Never said I wanted to see you again. Huh? That is a confession. What do you mean? You love that man. Sergius! You allow him to make love to you behind my back, just as you treat me as your affianced husband behind his. Blunchley, you knew our relations and you deceived me. It is for that I call you to account, not for having received favours I never enjoyed. Stuff! Rubbish! I have received no favours. Why, the young lady doesn't even know whether I'm married or not. Oh! Are you? You see the young lady's concern, Captain Bludgeley. Denial is useless. You have enjoyed the privilege of being received in her own room late at night. Yes, you blockhead. She received me with a pistol at her head. Your Mo- cavalry were at my heels. I'd have blown out her brains if she uttered a cry. Ryanor, is this true? Oh, how dare you? How dare you? Apologise, man, apologise. I never apologise. This is the doing of that friend of yours, Captain Bluntley. It is he who is spreading this horrible story about me. No, he's dead, burnt alive. Burnt alive? Yeah, shot in the hip in a woodyard. Couldn't drag himself out. Oh. Your fellow's shells set the timber on fire and burnt him. With half a dozen other poor devils in the same predicament. How horrible. And how ridiculous. Oh, war, war. The dream of patriots and heroes. A fraud, Blunchley. A hollow sham like love. Like love? You say that before me? A hollow sham, I say. Would you have come back here if nothing had passed between you except at the muzzle of your pistol? Raina is mistaken about your friend who was burned. He was not my informant. Who then? Ah. Luca. My maid. My servant. You were with her this morning, all that time after... after... Oh, what sort of god is this I have been worshipping? Do you know that I looked out of the window as I went upstairs to have another sight of my hero, and I saw something I did not understand then? I know now that you were making love to her. You saw that? Only too well. Raina, 
Our romance is shattered. Life's a farce. You see, he's found himself out now. Bluntly. <clears throat> I have allowed you to call me a blockhead. You may now call me a coward as well. I refuse to fight you. Do you know why? Uh, no, but it doesn't matter. I, I didn't ask the reason when you cried on, and I don't ask the reason now that you cry off. I'm a professional soldier. I fight when I have to, and I'm very glad to get out of it when I haven't to. You're only an amateur. You think fighting's an amusement. You shall hear the reason all the same, my professional. The reason is that it takes two men, real men, men of heart, blood and honour, to make a genuine combat. I could no more fight with you than I could... could Make love to an ugly woman. You've no magnetism. You're not a man, you're a machine. Oh, quite true, quite true. I always was that sort of chap. I'm very sorry. Oh. But now that you've found that life isn't a farce, but something quite sensible and serious, what further obstacle is there to your happiness? You are very solicitous about my happiness and his. Do you forget his new love, Luca? It is not you that he must fight now, but his rival, Nicola. Rival? Don't you know that they're engaged? Nicola! Oh, fresh abysses opening! Nicola! Oh, shocking sacrifice, isn't oh. it? Such beauty, such intellect, such modesty, wasted on a middle-aged servant man. Oh. Really, Sergius, you cannot stand by and allow such a thing. It would be unworthy of your chivalry. Oh, viper! Viper! Oh, look here, Serrano. You're getting the worst of this. Do you realise what he has done, Captain Bluntley? He has set this girl as a spy on us, oh. and her reward is that he makes love to her. False! Monstrous! Monstrous! Do you deny that she told you about Captain Blunchley being in my room? No, but... Do you deny that you were making love to her when she told you? No, but I tell it you... It is I... unnecessary to tell us anything more. That oh. is quite enough for us. I told you you were getting the worst of it, Serrano. Oh, tiger cat! <laughs> you hear this man calling me names, <laughs> Captain Blunchley? Well, what else can he do, dear lady? He must defend himself somehow. Oh, come, don't quarrel. What good does it do? Engaged to Nicola! <laughs> Blunchley... You are right to take this huge imposter of a world coolly. I dare say you think us a couple of grown-up babies, don't you? He does, he does. Swiss civilization, nurse-tending Bulgarian barbarism, eh? Not at all, I assure you. I'm only very glad to get you two quiet. <laughs> there, there, there. <laughs> now, let's be pleasant and talk it over in a friendly way. Where's this other young lady? Listening at the door, probably. Uh, I... I will prove that that, at least, is a calumny. Hmm. Oh! <laughs> judge her, don't you? You, the cool, impartial man, judge the eavesdropper. Well, I mustn't judge her. I once listened myself outside a tent when there was a mutiny brewing. It's all a question of the degree of provocation. My life was at stake. My love was at stake. I am not ashamed. Your love? Your curiosity, you mean? Mm. My love, stronger than anything you can feel, even for your chocolate cream soldier. Go. Oh. What does that mean? It means... Oh, I remember. That ice pudding. A paltry taunt, girl. Excuse my shirt sleeves, gentlemen. Uh, Raina, somebody has been wearing that coat of mine. I'll swear it. Somebody with a differently shaped back. It's all burst open at the sleeve. Your mother is mending it. I wish she'd make haste. I shall catch cold. Is anything the matter? No. Oh, no. Nothing, nothing. Oh, that's all right. <gasps> Anything the matter, Luca? Uh, no, sir. Ah, oh, that's all right. Oh, oh. oh, go and ask your mistress for my coat like a good girl, will you, Luca? Uh, Madame thought you might need your coat, sir. Oh. Give it to me, Nicola. 
And do you put some more wood on the fire? Yes, madam. <laughs> Going to be very good to poor old Papa, just for one day after his return from the wars, eh? <laughs> oh, how can you say that to me, Father? Oh, well, well, only a joke, little one. Come, give me a kiss. Mm. Mm. Now, give me the coat. No, mm? I am going to put it on for you. Oh. I turn your back. Mm. Ah. Ah. There, ah. dear. Now, now, are you comfortable? Quite, little love, thanks. Oh, by the by, I found something funny in the pocket. What's the meaning of this? There? Hello? Well, I could have sworn I... Well, I wonder... Well, where could it... Your mother's taken it. Taken what? Your photograph with the inscription Raina to her chocolate cream soldier, a souvenir. Now, you know there's something more in this than meets the eye, and I'm going to find it out. Nicola! Uh, sir? Did you spoil any pastry of Miss Raina's this morning? Uh, you heard Miss Raina say that I did, sir. I know that, you idiot. Was it true? Yeah, I'm sure Miss Raina is incapable of saying anything that is not true, sir. Are you? Then I'm not. Come, do you think I don't see it all? Sir, just... You're the chocolate cream soldier, aren't you? I? A chocolate cream soldier? Certainly not, not. Do you mean to tell me that Raina sends things like that to other men? The world is not such an innocent place as we used to think, Petkoff. It's, uh, all right, Major. I'm the chocolate cream soldier. What? You? The gracious young lady saved my life by giving me chocolate creams when I was starving. Oh, shall I ever forget their flavour? Uh, my late French Stoltz told you the story of Pirot. I was the fugitive. You! Sergius, do you remember how those two women went on this morning when we mentioned it? <gasps> You're a nice young woman, aren't you? Major Saranoff has changed his mind. And when I wrote that on the photograph, I did not know that Captain Blunchley was married. I I'm not married. You said you were. I did not. I positively did not. I never was married in my life. Raina, will you kindly inform me, if I am not asking too much, which of these gentlemen you are engaged to? To neither of them. What? This young lady is the object of Major Saranov's affections at present. Luca, are you mad, Sergius? Why, this girl is engaged to Nicola. Oh, I beg your pardon, sir. There is a mistake. Luca is not engaged to me. Not engaged to you, you scoundrel! Why, you had 25 labours from me on the day of your betrothal, and she had that gilt bracelet from Miss Raina. We gave it out so, sir, but it was only to give Luca protection. She had a soul above her station, and I have been no more than her confidential servant. I intend, as you know, sir, to set up a shop later on in Sofia. And I look forward to her custom and recommendation, should she marry into the nobility. Well, I'm... This <clears throat> is either the finest heroism or the most crawling baseness. Which is it, Brunchley? Oh, never mind whether it's heroism or baseness. Nicola's the ablest man I've met in Bulgaria. I'll make him manager of a hotel if he can speak French and German. I have been insulted by everyone here. You set them the example. You owe me an apology. No, it's no use, Luca. He never apologises. Not to you, his equal and his enemy. To me, his poor servant, he will not refuse to apologise. You are right. Forgive me. I forgive you. You may kiss my hand. That touch makes me your affianced wife. Oh, I forgot that. You can withdraw it if you like. Withdraw? Never. Luca... You belong to me. <laughs> mm. 
What does this mean? <laughs> well, my dear, it appears that Sergius is going to marry Luca instead of Raina. But don't blame me. I've nothing to do with it. Marry Luca? Sergius, you are bound by your word to us. Nothing binds me. Saranoff, your hand. My congratulations. These heroics of yours have their practical side after all. <laughs> Gracious young lady. The best wishes of a good Republican. Luca, you have been telling stories. I have done Raina no harm. Raina! I have a right to call her Raina. She calls me Luca. I told Major Saranoff she would never marry him if the Swiss gentleman came back. Hello? I thought, Raina, you were fonder of him than of Sergius. You know best whether I was right. What nonsense! <laughs> I assure you, my dear Major, my dear Madame, the, the gracious young lady simply saved my life, nothing else. She never cared two straws for me. Why, bless my heart and soul. Look at the young lady and look at me. <laughs> she, rich, young, beautiful, with her imagination full of fairy princes and noble natures and cavalry charges and goodness knows what. And I, a commonplace Swiss soldier who hardly knows what a decent life is after 15 years of barracks and battles. A vagabond, a man who spoilt all his chances in life through an incurably romantic disposition. A man... Excuse me, Blunchley. Oh, what did you say had spoiled your chances in life? An incurably romantic disposition. Ah. I ran away from home twice when I was a boy. I went into the army instead of into my father's business. I climbed the balcony of this house when a man of sense would have dived into the nearest cellar. I came sneaking back here to have another look at the young lady when any other man of my age would have sent the coat back... My coat? Yes, yeah, that's the coat I mean. I would have sent it back and gone quietly home. Do you suppose I'm the sort of fellow a young girl falls in love with? <laughs> well, look at our ages. I'm 34. I don't suppose the young lady is much over 17. <laughs> All that adventure, which was life or death to me, was only a schoolgirl's game to her. Chocolate creams and hide-and-seek. <laughs> Here's the proof. Now, I ask you, would a woman who took the affair seriously have sent me her photograph and written on it, Raina, to her chocolate cream soldier, a souvenir? Look at it, if you don't believe me. That's what I was looking for. How the deuce did it get there? Uh, I've put everything right, I hope, gracious young lady. I quite agree with your account of yourself. You are a romantic idiot. Next time, I hope you will know the difference between a schoolgirl of 17 and a woman of 23. 23? Blanchley, my one last belief is gone. Your sagacity is a fraud like everything else. You have less sense than even I. Twenty-three. Twenty-three? He... In that case, Major Petkoff, I, um... I beg to propose formally to become a suitor for your daughter's hand in place of Major Saranoff retired. You dare! Well, if you were twenty-three when you said those things to me this afternoon... I shall take them seriously. I doubt, sir, whether you quite realise either my daughter's position or that of Major Sergius Saranoff, whose place you propose to take. The Petkoffs and the Saranoffs are known as the richest and most important families in the country. Our position is almost historical. 
we can go back for 20 years. Oh, never mind that, Catherine. Uh, we should be most happy, Blunchley, if it were only a question of your position. But, uh, well, hang it, you know. Uh, Raina is accustomed to a very comfortable establishment. Uh, Sergius keeps 20 horses. But who wants 20 horses? We're not going to keep a circus. My daughter, sir, is accustomed to a first-rate stable. Hush, mother, you're making me ridiculous. Oh, well, if it comes to a question of an establishment, here goes. Um... How many horses did you say? Uh, Twenty, noble Switzer. I have two hundred horses. Oh. Uh, how many carriages? Uh, three. I have seventy. Uh-huh. Uh, Twenty-four of them will hold twelve inside, besides two on the box, without counting the driver and conductor. <laughs> how many tablecloths have you? Well, how the deuce do I know? Have you four thousand? No. I have. <laughs> oh, I have nine thousand six hundred pairs of sheets and blankets, with two thousand four hundred eiderdown quilts. I have uh, 10,000 knives and forks and the same quantity of dessert spoons. I have 300 servants. I have six palatial establishments, besides two livery stables, a tea garden, (laughs) and a private house. I have four medals for distinguished services. I have the rank of an officer and the standing of a gentleman. And I have three native languages. Show me any man in Bulgaria that can offer as much. Oh, you emperor of Switzerland. My rank is the highest known in Switzerland. I am a free citizen. Ah, then, Captain Blunchley, since you are my daughter's choice, I shall not stand in the way of her happiness. Uh, That is Major Petkoff's feeling also. Oh, I shall be only too glad. Two hundred horses. (gasps) What says the lady? The lady says that he can keep his tablecloths and his omnibuses. I am not here to be sold to the highest bidder. I won't take that answer. I appeal to you as a fugitive, a beggar and a starving man. You accepted me. You gave me your hand to kiss, your bed to sleep in and your roof to shelter me. I did not give them to the Emperor of Switzerland. Ah, That's just what I say. Now, tell us whom you did give them to. To... to my chocolate cream soldier. (laughs) Now, that'll do. Thank you. (laughs) Well, uh, time's up, Major. You've managed those regiments so well that you're sure to be asked to get rid of some of the infantry of the Timok Division. Uh, Send them home by way of Lompalanga. Saranov, don't get married until I come back. I shall be here punctually at five in the evening on Tuesday fortnight. Gracious ladies, a good evening. What a man. Is he a man? In Arms and the Man by Bernard Shaw... Captain Blunchley was played by Andrew Sachs, Raina by Jackie Smith-Wood, and Sergius by Gary Bond. Catherine Petkoff was played by Mary Wimbush, Major Petkoff by David March, Nicola by Michael N. Harbour, and Luca by Catherine Hurlbutt. The play was directed by John Tideman. <laughs>